Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guaranteed we get it hype. Fantasy Football Enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. All right, what is up, Eat Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. You're probably wondering where the hell Dale Brito and John are. Like JJ said last week, Dale's working a lot of overtime at Target. Brito's really busy at the gym and taking bathroom selfies. And John's trying to figure out what the hell's going on with the 49ers. So, unfortunately, you're stuck with me again. Uh, you probably guessed it's Clayton here once again. And joining me today is the guy who does all the behind-scenes stuff at ESF. He edits and publishes our articles, takes care of the website, probably other things that I don't even know about, but enough with pumping his tires. Austin, what's up, buddy? What's going on, man? Thanks a lot for jumping on with me tonight, man. I uh, really appreciate it. We're just going to jump in, talk some uh, starts, or not starts, it's it. So that's ne- uh, next episode, but we'll jump into some waiver wire ads this week uh, for the week, and then Kind of just go from there, if that's cool with you. Cool by me always. All right, man. Well, like I said, I wanted to give you a shout out on uh, on this episode on air because JJ and I are assholes and we completely left you out last week after you do pretty much all the, the <laughs> dirty work after we send you the articles. So let's just so you know, we appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate you guys. I'm glad to be a part of the team. All right, man. Thank you. All right, well, without further ado, why don't we just jump into the to, to our show here. We'll just start off with some, um, why don't we just touch on a few players that, uh, some some stars from yesterday, if you want to kick us off there. Just somebody that, you know, caught your eye, did well, and then we'll jump into the guys that absolutely uh, choked. I can't remember, I, I should have been ready for, t- there is the re- running back for Miami. Selvin Ahmed? Yes, that guy. I didn't see that coming. I I was really impressed. First of all, disclaimer, not a huge Dolphins fan. I don't hate him, though. Um, I think they have some potential. But I didn't see him coming, I mean, out of anywhere. And I was really impressed with uh, his production. Yeah, and he barely even made the team. He was on the the bubble going into the year. And, yeah, he uh, definitely, with uh, Gaskin out, he definitely has surprised the last couple weeks, actually. Yeah, he's kind of like their Raheem Mostert, isn't he? This guy who almost doesn't make the team and then makes the team and then comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm a little worried about when Gaskin does come back, what they're going to do because it's going to be uh, it's going to be hard to uh, sit this guy after the production had that he has had the last couple of weeks for sure. Oh, I agree. So um, we'll be we'll more than likely uh, be touching on him in the waiver wire article. So. Um, I'm going to jump in here. I'm going to talk about Tom the Bomb Brady. Liked him mm-hmm. yesterday after putting up uh, terrible numbers last week. Bounced back in a big way. Over 340 passing yards, three touchdowns, two rushing yards, one for a touchdown as well. So, like, I, I mean, I knew he'd bounce back, but uh, this was kind of uh, a little bit unexpected, I think, especially the rushing touchdown. Yeah, I, I felt like he was going to do better after last week. You know, angry Tom Brady is not the guy that I want to go against in a given week. But I didn't think it'd be this good. I was really impressed with Tom this week. Yeah, he was over over thirty over thirty fantasy points. So definitely, if you were if you had him on your team, you were a happy uh, happy camper yesterday. So 
Uh, do you have a quarterback you want to talk about? I like Kyler Murray, um, which goes without saying. It's kind of like I'm, I feel like I'm cheating by saying Kyler Murray. But every week you see the progression with this guy and you're like, oh, he's getting better. He's getting better. But it's like he gets so much better every week after being really good last week. Yeah, he was he, he's apparently on pace for over 4,000 passing yards and over 1,000 rushing. <laughs> that's yeah. re- that's ridiculous for a kid that's played this is what second year in, right? So yeah. I mean, he's uh yeah, he's definitely he's a real deal in my opinion, man. Like they they drafted him for a reason and he's showing that, you know, a size doesn't matter, man. Let's I go, agree. you know what I mean? So Definitely like that take for sure. And, you know, it's not cheating. No, that's the thing, because a lot of when, when, when a guy plays well, he should be acknowledged for it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, if he's I mean, if you're you're saying a guy that's always good, but this guy is he's impressive every single week. So I definitely like him. Another guy I like um, maybe this is kind of cheating, I guess, too, is Alvin Kamara. Reason being is this. I liked obviously he he had negative rushing yards at half against the Niners. Obviously, it was a tough matchup. Niners are good against the run. His total stats were 15 rushing yards, but it was the 83 receiving yards and three touchdowns that were were amazing. Especially with the fact that Drew Brees wasn't in the picture for the for the second half of the game. We saw Jameis Winston in. Uh, we'll touch on a little bit of Brees' injury after, and uh, maybe touch on a little bit of Jameis Winston in the article uh, in our uh, waiver episode. So that's who I like. Uh, do you have a receiver? Pittman. That guy came out of nowhere, and we knew he would be good. We knew he would be a very useful player, but this week he just came out of nowhere and he played great. Yeah, Rivers seems to really be uh, locking in on him since he's been back from his injury. So he's definitely a guy to, to keep an eye on. He's kind of, I don't know, he's he's that number one option it kind of looks like for Rivers, to be honest with you. He, uh, like over 100 receiving yards again on seven catches. I I think he's I think he's good and he's he can be... St- you know, at least a flex play every week if you need somebody. Yeah, I mean, he got 28 targets, which is really good numbers. Yeah, and the 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 schedule is ridiculous too. The Packers, Titans, Raiders, and Texans the next four weeks. So I mean, there's those are all teams that you can throw on. So I think Pittman could be in for some uh, nice numbers uh, this week. So or the next four weeks actually. So my guy is two weeks in a row now is Marquez Valdez Scantling, 149 receiving, another touchdown. In this one, he basically outperformed Devontae Adams. So this is the second game in a row that he's actually had a touchdown. Uh, multiple touchdowns actually last week and then another one this week. So is this sustainable? Probably not. But you know what? You got to give credit when credit's due, right? So I, yeah. I give him all the credit. Yeah. So uh, tight end real quick. I'll, I'll touch on a tight end real quick and then I'll let you and then we'll jump into our duds. Is The Gronk looks like he's back to his normal self. Uh, I 50, don't. Yeah, over 50 receiving yards. Could add a night, another, uh, had a touchdown, could add another one, but Brady just overthrew him a little bit. I think back in Gronker's younger days, he probably could have made that catch, but he didn't. Um, but yeah, fourth touchdown in five games. So, I mean, he's back. Definitely back. All right. And you want to, who do you have? Jordan Reed. Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel so apprehensive bringing up Jordan Reed. Um, I've never been a huge fan of him. He seems to be kind of injury prone, but I mean, he did great, you know, um, I think he got you 11, depending on where you're at, he got you somewhere on 11 fantasy points. 
And in what has been a tight end wasteland this year, that's good. Yes, targeted six, a big bounce back game for him, right? After last week coming back off his, uh, out of, off the IR, he, you know, he was targeted, I think, once last week. He had six targets for over 60 yards this week. So um, basically, 49ers on a bye next week. Um, we're still going to talk about him in the waiver article, but he's definitely uh, the, uh, the tight end to own on this 49ers team. So, Talk about a, uh, a few guys that were just brutal. I'm going to kick us off because this guy, I don't know what to do about him. Carson Wentz. Uh, he, will, so he, he will never <laughs> be on any single team ever now, no matter what. You can rank him as the number one quarterback. I will never have him on my team ever again moving forward. I look at the matchup this or just this past week. First time they played, he was dynamite. Over, I think it was over 28 fantasy points. So I was like, oh, I can't go wrong here. Actually benched. Ah, it's a bad, bad idea. I did it actually by accident. I forgot to go in there and replace him. But Big Ben, because of the COVID list, pulled yeah. him off the COVID list, forgot to put him in as my starter in this 20-team league one that I'm in. Put Wentz in. Gets me like nine points. And I'm probably going to lose this week because Ben put 33 up. <laughs> so... You know what? I'm actually more worried about the fact that Wentz might not even have a starting job much longer. I think it could be the the Jalen Hurts show here very soon. Maybe it should be because he hasn't shown us anything. You know, aside from the year where he got hurt and Nick Foles came in, he hasn't done much since then. So maybe he should lose his job and do us all a favor and not make that an option every week. Oh, yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. I was even telling guys I'm trying to get rid of him. I'm trying because this 20-team league went like, quarterbacks are gold right and yeah. I, I even told a guy today i'm like just give me anything man like i'm going to end up dropping him just give me anything you need a quarterback because he's going to lose drew Brees. i'm like you need a quarterback there's nobody on the wire and he's like i know man i'd rather get a zero <laughs> but the problem is the problem is is this division so shitty and they're still winning the division yeah that's yeah i know right so I'm that's right. Oh, it's brutal. It's well, absolutely brutal. And if I have any of his players, I've been trading them too. Because, I mean, they're not great either. I mean, yeah. they don't have to throw on the ball. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Eventually, I think he's going to be, he's going to have no choice but to unleash it a little bit. So that's why I kind of like, I do like, you know, a couple of his uh, his receivers. One we'll discuss. But, um, yeah, him in general, just uh, get him off your team. Non-startable, droppable, in my opinion. So. But you don't have to jump. You don't have to give me a quarterback if you don't want. If I stole yours, you could just jump into a no, running back. I've backup. I've got a backup because I am first and foremost a Bears fan, but I'm also being from California. Secondly, I am a Raiders fan. And uh, did anybody tell Derek Carr there was a game? Because I don't think I don't think he knew. This <laughs> weekend, he could have had Chucky tell him, but uh, no, Carr got his like seven points. Um, it was bad. It was. It hurt to watch. It hurt to rewatch. I was like, maybe there's something I'm missing. I rewatched. No, nope, it was just a bad game. Yeah, I was. Uh, if you look at that score, you would think, you know, at least he did some damage. You know what I mean? But uh, unfortunately, he didn't even throw a single touchdown. It was the running backs that that took charge of that department. Both Booker and Jacobs had two on the ground. Um, but yeah, definitely a disappointment because this was one of the games too. I think he was in my uh, waiver article last week, I believe, and I said he's a must start this week because it's the Broncos. You can you can beat the Broncos through the air, and definitely he did not. <laughs> it not at all. No. So, um, my running back I'm going to pick is Duke Johnson. 
you know what? For all the hype behind the fact that he's finally getting a starting role, you know, revenge game against his old team, 54 rushing yards, and that's it. Didn't even get a single reception, you know, for a, a, a guy that specialty is supposed to be pass catching. What the hell happened? Uh, I didn't tell you, man. Yeah, he uh, he definitely let a, let a lot of owners down. All right, you got a... Uh, did you talk? No, you haven't talked to a running back yet. You go ahead. I mean, even though it wasn't it wasn't as bad as it could have been, Derrick Henry was a huge letdown this week. He got to roughly 11 points in, in fantasy, and he just, like, he couldn't do anything. And I understand it's not completely his fault because that indie defense is good. But when you say Derrick Henry versus it doesn't really matter who, you expect there to be the production every week. He's the guy you're always putting in. Because he's Derrick Henry. The guy is basically a house on legs holding a football. And and this week, he was a huge letdown. Yeah, well, yard, yardage was there. He still got his 19 carries. But uh, you know what? Indy's legit. Indy's a good run defense. They, you know, he still put up 100 yards. So you're kind of just the scores is what you wanted, right? You saw yeah. you saw both. Um, well, McNichols had a reset. Uh, no, it was Donta Foreman that had the, the receiving touchdown, right? Dante Foreman's starting to get a few carries in this offense, which I'm starting to see. He had another seven carries last week. So I didn't even realize as I was a big Foreman fan when he got drafted by Texans. Cause I'm a Texans oh. fan, obviously. And, uh, and basically didn't even realize that he was even on their practice squad. They had him and they ended up bringing him up. So I was kind of happy to see he get some sort of uh, action, but still disappointed. He didn't pan out for the Texans. So, yeah they could have used them um a couple of big name receivers here that i wasn't too too impressed with and dk <laughs> didn't do anything 28 receiving yards uh they had their worst defensive outing this season um just put up 16 points on the board and that was it so obviously with that uh, lack of um points being scored there's not a whole lot to go around so basically uh the rams i think ramsey shadowed him most of the day so did what he needed to do and Seahawks will be back. Not too worried about that. So, and you give me, uh, you got a receiver? Uh, Jerry Judy. Um, he only had eight targets and four receptions for 68 yards. That would hurt. I mean, Jerry Judy is supposed to be this big. And don't get me wrong, I'm not, you know, building the entire guy, the guy's entire career off of one game but you know you're looking at the future and he's gonna be this great star and i think he's got phenomenal talent yeah he's uh i kind of quarterback issue i think locks i mean lock had yardage through the air but he's i don't know there's talk he's not the future there you know he's not uh management's not uh too sold on him anymore so kind of yeah. see what what happens throughout the rest of the year but no i agree with you for sure um not really too much to talk about on the tight end aspect just because tight end is so like Blah, you know what I mean? After the after the few big names we have on top, so we'll probably just skip right through that if that's okay with you. Um, uh, and just uh, why don't we just touch on some injury news here real quick? Uh, talk about uh, Drew Brees. Actually, is dealing with multiple rib fractures on both sides of his chest and collapsed lung on the right side. Definitely not a good thing. <laughs> so I'm expecting him to miss some time. Uh, we'll talk about his replacement uh, coming up here. Um, we got had Devontae Adams had a left ankle injury, but he's still probable. It's no big deal there. Teddy Bridgewater is a little concerned with him and his knee. He left the game. Um, we saw a little bit of PJ Walker and wasn't very great to see, but it's yeah. uh, MCL sprain. He's day to day. The update today was his MRI confirmed he had a low grade injury. 
He'll be evaluated at practice this week to determine if his knee is stable enough to play. I'm going to lean more to the fact that he probably won't just because of the history behind that, you know? Oh, yeah, probably. And uh, John Brown, left ankle sprain, he's doubtful. Uh, that was uh, He went up for a catch and came down awkwardly, and so it's going to be high ankle sprain. So basically multiple week injury from what we've seen in the past, um, but uh, full goal for Cole Beasley even more now. Oh, and a couple... Goal. Yeah, and a couple guys eligible to return from injured reserve uh, this week. Austin Eckler is due to, but he still is not looking at full strength, so I can't imagine him being activated. He's Well, he's on our, he's out for week 11 already. Mostert, they got a bye this week, so imagine he'll be back week 12. Zach Ertz yep. is eligible, and I believe what I read today was he, if I wasn't mistaken, that he was going to be activated, I thought is what I read. Did you read anything on that? I think I saw the same thing. Yeah, designated Zach Ertz to return from injured reserve. So, yeah, so basically he'll, he'll be back. We'll kind of see. Maybe that's what uh, that uh, Carson Wentz needed. Maybe he's just missing his top tight end. <laughs> doubtful, <Yeah>. doubtful. <laughs> um, Alan Lazard was supposed to make the trip this uh, to play on Sunday, but didn't make it. But he should be, uh, he should be back this week. Uh, Edelman. Doubtful for week 11. I'm not sure he'll even come back this year. Sony Michelle is targeted to be back this week. So let's kind of see what happens. Might be a good thing. Uh, although Harris has been fairly productive. Uh, he's yeah. getting pretty, he's gotten banged up the last couple of games. So outside of that, that's really all. Is there any other injuries that you wanted to touch on? Uh, Chris Carson. See, I think he should be back this week. And I think that the Seahawks really, really need him. Yeah, I think they were, he was close, I think, the last two weeks, and I think they just uh, sat him both weeks. But yeah, he's yeah. right now he's got a questionable tag, but I could count on it as of right now. Check back on Wednesday when we do, when I do uh, our start-sit show with John. I'll have probably more of a little bit of an update. Uh, probably be no more news on that midweek. So I'm expecting yeah. him to be back. And yeah, you're right. Uh, basically, the DJ Dallas experiment is uh, no-go. <laughs> When you got Alex Collins running in touchdowns, there's a problem there. <laughs> Agreed. So, um, all right. Well, why don't we just jump into our uh, waiver wire stuff here then? So, obviously, I send you my waiver wire article every week. You publish it, and it'll be out tomorrow morning. So, let's just touch on that article briefly. A uh, quick little quarterback I wanted to talk about. The first guy is... Kirk Cousins, uh, Minnesota Vikings. I hate saying this because he seems to be on here every week because just really nobody trusts him. But you know what? No better time to put him in your lineup than week 11. The Vikings face a terrible Cowboys defense who has struggled against, obviously, opposing quarterbacks. And the Cowboys have given up 20 touchdowns this year. So I, I'm thinking he's a must-add this week and a solid streaming option, except, especially the fact that you got a guy most likely – Josh Allen, Nick Foles, Daniel Jones, Nick Mullins all out this week due to buy. You're starting at least one, maybe two of those guys. So if you need a fill in, I think Cousins is a good one. I like it. I like it. All right. Do you have a, do you, do you want to touch on a quarterback? So I want to go with the second guy you have listed because I have one very important question. What if it's not Jameis Winston? And you, you think it might be Taysom Hill? I, because Sean Payton does Sean Payton things. Yeah. I don't think it's a good idea for it to be Taysom Hill. But Sean Payton has spent the last year saying that, that Taysom Hill is going to be the future. And they keep putting him in. Like every week we sit here and we watch a game 
And then they throw in Taysom Hill, and we're like, why is he in here? Why is he in here? And But they keep doing it. It's like, I'm kind of wondering, either Sean Payton sees something that we don't see, or he just doesn't want to be wrong. So I wouldn't be surprised, because he hasn't named a starter yet. I wouldn't be surprised if he named the starter to be Taysom Hill. Yeah, well... No, I, I agree with you. I'm saying Winston only because obviously he's, I think Winston has the most upside to be like, he he's the quarterback, you know, Taysom Hill is more of a gadget player. And I just think oh. with the way that Peyton runs it, I think he, I, I think Taysom Hill probably will take snaps at the quarterback spot, but I don't think he can be a, a full blown quarterback. You know what I mean? Every, every play. So that's why I, 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 go ahead. I, I'm with you on that. I like I said, I don't think it's a good, but I could honestly see a situation where, for just shits and giggles, maybe they make it a 50 50 split for this one game to see who it is that they're going to have. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. I'm not too, I'm not sure. I, I like the, the matchups that they have. If Breeze is to miss some time, obviously they play Atlanta in week, in week 11, 31st ranked pass defense. So obviously there's going to be, you know, fantasy points to be had. Definitely there. And then they got uh, basically week 12 against Denver and week 13 against Atlanta again. So Atlanta twice in three weeks. If it is Jameis Winston, I think he's uh, he's definitely a must add and a must start these next three weeks if he gets announced that he's the quarterback. I, I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. Like I said, I, I, I do think you're right. I just I, I wanted to get your take on what the, the, the you know hypothetical what if. But I think you're right. I think it makes more sense. For it to be Jameis Winston. But then I agree with you when you said about, uh, you know, Champagne does what Champagne does. We don't know what he what he's thinking half the time. So, yeah. Outside of that, that's really all I have on the on the quarterback front. Um, is there anybody else that stuck out that you you would consider adding on there? The only reason I only put two down is because of the fact that you're maybe only starting two of these guys that are on bye anyways. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure a lot of people have their quarterbacks already locked in for the week. Yeah, I think you're right. All right. So let's just jump over to the running back position. Uh, I've got a, quite a few uh, running backs on bye. Zach Moss, Singletary, Devonta Freeman, obviously he's injured. Wayne Gallman, David Montgomery, Jarek McKinnon, and while well, Jermichael Hasey is out now for, for the rest of the year, broken collarbone. Uh, so basically can't, can't leave out the guy that uh, stole the show on Thursday night, Naheem Hines, again. Saw a season high in carries on Thursday night. Uh, 12 carries for 70 yards and a touchdown. Also had another five catches for 45 and another score on six targets. So, um, you know what? He's he's the most utilized back in this offense. He's been more explosive than Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor and Wilkins. And Phillip Rivers obviously loves to target his running backs, right? Hines is kind of stepping into that uh, Austin Eckler role that he had when he was playing for the Chargers. So um, with a nice schedule coming up, Hines should be considered as a solid flex play, at least going against the Packers in week 11. I like it. Uh, do you want to touch on one? Uh, let me go with my guy Salvin Ahmed um, against the Chargers. He had 123 rushing yards last week, a touchdown, and he even had a target uh, with a reception. So they don't have many options. And he's only like you got it right here. He's, he's only 2% owned. He's going to be, he should be very easy to scoop up in a league if you need him. Um, and they've clearly showed they have no problem going to him. Well, that's what I was saying when we were discussing him earlier. Um, when Miles my, my, when Gaskin comes back, I understand Miles Gaskin looked 
very good um, when he took over as a, in the starting role. But I don't know. There's something about this kid that's just he's so explosive, right? He can run through yeah. tackles. He can. He's got the speed. He's got the pass catching ability. Everything. I just think you're going to see a little bit more of of him. I think it's not even going to be a fact of uh, like a, a timeshare. I think I think Gaskin will still you know fill in here and there. But the fact that they just uh, released Jordan Howard too. That's an interesting, we should have probably touched on that, but you know, yeah. releasing Jordan Howard, that kind of makes me think that they got plans for Ahmed moving forward. I think you're right. And it can be very interesting. And that's a guy like being able to get a guy cheap. You know, if you're in a league where you're doing fab, I don't think he'll be highly targeted at least not maybe one more week. So this is a chance to get him early before everybody else tries to pick him up. Well, yeah, and a lot, I think a lot of people might be still kind of iffy because it's going to be curious if Breed is supposed to be coming back the, next week as well. So I'm yeah. kind of curious to see what's going to happen there. But, you know, with the guy that's getting the production that he has, the volume, uh, I'll go all in on him. For sure I will. And you know yeah. what? If it doesn't pan out, it doesn't pan out. But the fact of the matter is you're so late in the season, finding a guy like this that's getting the volume he's getting on the waiver wire this late in the year, Going into playoffs, this is the kind of guy that could win your league. You're right. Um, the next guy I'm going to talk about is Kalen Balaj again. Uh, two weeks in a row, still only 13% owned, which is weird after the game that he put up last week. Um, he led all running backs in touches for the second straight week, 23 touches, which led to 102 total yards. Continues to look, look explosive, and as long as Eckler's out, it looks like Balazs, it's Balazs' backfield moving forward, so... Um, Chargers play the Jets in week 11. So, I mean, it's a, it's a tough matchup. The Jets have been pretty good against the run, but like I said, you kind of roll with the hot hand when it's there. And I think that's where Balazs is right now. I agree with you. So, all right. Do you have another, uh, well, there's a couple guys we can touch on briefly if you want another guy like, uh, well, is there a guy that you wanted to point out? Uh, Cam Akers. uh, It's my, my biggest issue with Cam Akers has been the fact that we never knew when he was going to be the guy, when he was going to get a lot of play. Because when we, there, there, there's been a lot of coach speak around Cam Akers. Do you agree? 100%. A lot of, you know, oh, he'll be in here this week. And we really want to, you know, put him in and we really want to do this. We really want to do that. And then you didn't see anything. And then this past week, I, think, I feel like they all got in there, didn't they? Yeah, they, they all, all three of them played. It was, but he led the, he led all backs in carries. So he yeah. had 10 carries, only 38 rushing yards, so obviously 3.8 yards per carry. Uh, it, but it was Malcolm Brown and Henderson that both scored the touchdowns, right? So, yeah. but to, to me, as long as he's getting the work, like, I don't think, he, I think he's a potential, you definitely don't want to blow your fab on him if that's how, if that's how you do your waivers, but he's definitely a good ad for depth and he could be very valuable down the stretch in my opinion. I agree with you. So that's, yeah, that's a good one there. Um, top Devonte Booker, um, 3% owned. I uh, smashed in his revenge game against his old team, totaled 16 carries for 81 yards and two touchdowns, three touchdowns in two weeks. He's averaging 74.5 rushing yards and just seems to be seen more carries every single week. So, uh, not necessarily an ad to start him every week, but definitely if you have if you have Jacobs, you're definitely going to maybe want to add him as insurance because he's definitely going to be the he's proved to be he's going to be the backup to Jacobs if something was ever to happen to him. Yeah, that's a good call. I like that one. Um, and then uh, do you uh, do you want to just jump over to the wide receivers? 
Yeah. All right, uh, go ahead. You kick us off with this one. All right, let's bring it back to Michael Pittman Jr. Like you said, he is becoming the go-to guy for Philip Rivers. I almost forgot the guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> the targets are there. The athleticism. I, I, I'm never really big on receivers um, out of college. But this, when you see this guy running out there, there's something special about him. He he doesn't look like he's trying real hard. You know, there, you hear a lot of guys say that this guy and that guy are excellent route runners. Um, he's a really impressive route runner to be so young, and I think that's the thing that Andy Andy needs. Yeah, I agree. They're look they're looking for they're looking for somebody that they can rely on, and he seems to be the guy since he's been back from. I believe this is his third game back, I believe, and he's been he's been good ever since he's been back. So um, basically, and then what, they face the Packers in Week 11, so that should be a big shootout game as well. So, yeah, the fact he's being targeted so much, I definitely like him, and he, sh- he should be added in all formats. I'm going to touch on Josh Reynolds for the Rams, actually. Led all receivers in targets, yards, and receptions in Week 10. He had eight catches for over 90 yards on 10 targets. It's not just a one-game thing because he's been targeted 19 times over the last two games. And he's shown that he could be, he's probably the third option behind Woods and Cup, third option for uh, Jared Goff. So um, the Rams face the Bucks in Week 11. Tough matchup, but I think this is where Reynolds could have another big game because they can't cover all three of these guys, right? They may take Woods and Cup out, but they're probably going to leave, leave Reynolds in their, you know, untouched a little bit here and there. I think Goff is going to be able to find him. I agree with you. All right. Uh, give me another guy you like. Uh, let's go with Jalen Rager. Uh, seven targets, four receptions for 47 yards. Um, had his, I believe that was his first scoring touchdown in that last game. Yes. And they're going to face the Giants? No, hold on. They just played the Giants. Yeah, their schedule in the next three weeks is the Browns, the Seahawks, and the Packers. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And I don't, I don't hate the schedule. Oh, they're de- they're definitely all beatable defenses for sure. Yeah, and in the event that they do make a change at quarterback, I don't think it hurts him. Um, whereas you know some of the other guys could have an issue. Yeah, if if he could get a quarterback that could give that's you know a consistent quarterback, you're going to see this guy ball out. I think every week, the next few weeks. I'm hoping Wentz gets his shit together because we've seen him show spurts of it you know what i mean even in garbage time he but he just hasn't been able the last couple weeks even to put anything together so that's where i'm a little concerned right so especially now that he's got most of his weapons back yeah so but i i do i do like rieger he's available pretty much anywhere he's only owned in 26 percent of leagues i'm going to go back to Corey davis actually Uh, he's a little bit high owned over 50 percent but tied for team lead and targets on thursday night i had five catches for 67 yards I like the bounce back thing though with him, right? Put up pretty much zero in week nine and was back to seeing targets and has at least five catches in four of the last five games. So hopefully Tannehill has realized like I got to spread the ball around and that's the problem, right? And you were talking about Henry's production earlier. Yeah, he did get the yardage. I mean, a lot of defenses are stacking the box anyways, but maybe they're, he need, they need to pass a little bit more and not rely so much on Henry. And then maybe that way they're going to spread the field out a little bit and maybe give Henry a little bit of room to run. Good call. So uh, do you have uh, one more? For Shaq Perryman? Yeah. It's a Jets, but it's okay. It's just a Jets player, but it's okay. He's been dynamite. <laughs> I was unintentionally so apprehensive just saying his name because I know he plays for the Jets. 
Um, regardless of who the quarterback is, whether it's Flacco or Darnold or whether it's Adam Gates himself, they have to throw the ball to somebody. Um, and Perriman has proved time in and time out that he's capable of being the guy when someone throws the ball to him. That's the biggest thing. He met, Perriman likes the attempts a lot of times. It's not a matter of talent or ability or lack of hustle. It's he doesn't get thrown the ball enough. And it seems like here lately, maybe with the quarterback change, um, he may be seeing more productivity. Well, exactly. You go back to when he played for the Bucks last year, right? He still, he got, when he was thrown the ball and given the opportunity, he performed. So, I mean, even with Crowder back healthy last week, uh, he still got seven. He was still had seven targets, five catches for over a hundred yards. So um, I think there's, Teams are starting to take uh, take a little bit of notice to Crowder and the fact he catches like 15 balls a game. <laughs> so they're kind of taking him out of the picture a little bit, which is leaving guys like Perryman a little bit open for uh, for them to pad their stats a little bit. And I do like their yeah. matchup in Week 11 against the Chargers. So I think there's going to be enough for both Crowder and Perryman to uh, to produce in the, against the Chargers. So and possibly win their first game because <laughs> the Chargers yeah. can't close a single game out, man. <laughs> they prove that one every week. Oh, every week. Okay, let's uh, jump on over to the tight end position, then I'll start us off with uh, Logan Thomas, Washington football team. Uh, basically saw six targets on Sunday, hauled in four for 66, and now has at least four catches and 60 yards in two of the last three games. So Washington plays the Bengals in week 11, who allow the second most fantasy points per game to tight ends. So I like the fact that in fact Thomas is averaging almost six targets a game. And they're playing against the weak Cincinnati Bengals uh, pass defense. I think uh, he's a great add, and you can start him this week with confidence. So That's a good call. I like that one. I'm going to go with Dalton Schultz. He's a cowboy, and I hate it for him. But tight ends, we're like, we've said it before, tight end is a tough spot. Um, there are a whole lot of options. You know, as far as, their, as far as fantasy football goes, and a guy who's getting, he's averaging four targets. Any other position, four targets, isn't a whole lot. For the what, which quarterback are they on? Are they on the fourth quarterback? Have they well, called they are, back? I think Dal- I think Dalton's coming back this week. Dalton should be back after the bye, from what I was reading today. So, well, hopefully Dalton being back helps them out, um, and he gets some more touches. But I mean, he is he's kind of. They're they're one good tight end option right now. Yeah, um, he does he does actually. I was shocked when I was doing a little bit of research on this. He does rank actually tenth among tight ends in targets per game. Believe it or not. <laughs> so he yeah. he's being he's being uh, he, he's getting volume. So yeah, with as bad as the tight end position is, uh, basically you can you can get go get him if you can. He's available like in eighty five percent of leagues. So yeah, I'll touch on a quick one here. Tyler Higby for the Rams higher ownership he hasn't done anything since week one when he had three touchdowns but coming out of the bye he saw saw six targets which was a season high caught three for 60 and go back to just due to the lack of tight ends um especially with the fact that there's a few of them that you're probably starting on by this week i think he he's a good not a solid option but a good option if you if you are lacking uh a tight end this week i agree i agree yeah so Uh let me go with Trey Burton. He's a guy who can catch a ball for the Colts. I mean, it's they haven't had the best luck with tight ends, um, but I, I feel like him and Rivers kind of have a connection, um, even though last week wasn't the best week. I mean, he was held to one catch, I think. 
And that, but the previous week he scored, I think, three touchdowns. So yeah, he's kind of been, yeah, he's being utilized and in different forms, and just you know, just being a pass catching tight end, he's being utilized in the pass or in the run game. He has two rushing touchdowns on the year, so he's just fighting with targets with uh, Moali Cox. That's the thing, right? When Moali Cox was out, obviously yeah. it was all about Trey Burton. But I think they're going to be able to figure out. Um, figure out a way to uh t- to make this work with Trey Burton. I do like him him moving forward. I do like him out of all those tight ends there. I do like him the most. So, do you I you know what? Uh pretty much that's going to be about it for the waiver wire guys unless you got anybody else you wanted to touch on. No, I think we we covered everything. All right, well let me ask you a few questions I want to throw out there. Uh who's your top ad? So, if you had to, you know, you're going in there, you need a your top ad are the players we discussed today. Who would that one guy be? I'm going to have to go with Jameis Winston. Um, even though I brought up the whole Taysom Hill, Sean Payton thing. Um, Jameis Winston is on a team that has zero problem throwing the ball. And, I mean, he's known as a guy who can get you 30, you know, 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions in the same season. So Jameis Winston's not afraid to throw the ball at all. Um, and regardless of what happens future-wise, this, this is either going to be his audition to be the Drew Brees replacement or his audition to go play somewhere else and still be a, a quarterback in the NFL. I agree. So I, I did I did hear he went and got LASIK eye surgery, too. So maybe yeah. that's going to help him moving forward. <laughs> it can't hurt him. It definitely can't make him any worse. Just get the ball to your team, man. That's it. That's all you need to do. <laughs> Get touchdowns and throw to your team, not the other team. I do like, I do like that call. Um, you know what, my guy, I'm going to go back to guy that you brought up in the, in the article. I'm going to go with that Salvin Ahmed for the dolphins. Just, just can't get away from the production that he has been doing. Like the dolphins are legit. Like I was, you know, now that they got Tua back there as well, it's not like they were lacking without Tua, but now that they got him as well, defenses have to now play into the fact that he can he's a, du- a dual threat quarterback right he can run so that's leaving uh, this o-line seems to be doing wonders for this team and basically you're putting any running back behind that o-line and they're starting to perform so i definitely think Ahmed's going to be the guy that i am going to uh, target this week for sure is there a guy on here that's not just a waiver ad but like just somebody that you can basically rest of season starter somebody that could basically step in there starting this week and maybe kind of win you a championship or at least you know benefit your team in getting you a championship it really hurts my heart to say this but i want to go with naheem high i mean that guy balled out on thursday and it was effortless it wasn't even like like they were just trying to force him into the game it was whenever he got the ball he played good he did all the things that you wanted them wanted him to do as a running back and it wasn't a lack of them giving the other guys a chance. They've given everyone else their chances. And the guy who was the most naturally talented, good fit for this team is Naheem Hunt. Yeah, and he's proved that, right? He's 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 yeah. had a quiet season, but when he's come out, he's come out. And the fact that he's getting basically out-snapping Jonathan Taylor and Wilkins, he's definitely a guy that you got to keep an eye on moving forward and to you know piggyback off you there i'm going to jump to my guy i'm going to go back to to the guy you've been touting all all day is michael Pittman. i think just because (laughs) of the fact that he's i i just love the the schedule 
Packers, Titans, Raiders, and Texans the next four weeks. These are big weeks for your fantasy teams. And if, if you could get a guy like this, and these are all plus matchups. Rivers likes him already. In plus matchups, this guy's going to get fed. So I, I, def- I Yeah, I definitely like him. Now, is there a player that we didn't necessarily have in here as a considered maybe a deep, deep sleeper ad that you that, that we may have left out? I mean, there's a ton of names, but is there a certain guy that you have been uh, locking in on? There's a guy I've been going after all day, and I don't take credit for this idea. I, I heard it somewhere else. I heard it on a different podcast. But Taysom Hill is tied in eligible on certain websites. So in the event, yeah, go ahead. In the event that you're playing on a format where he is available as a quarterback and a tight end, do not go out and get him as your quarterback unless they say he's going to be the starter. But you can go out and get him as a tight end, and he's going to do as well or better than a buttload of the tight ends that are out there right now. Yeah, I think what I I, I heard the same thing. I think what I read, I think it's just yeah, uh, ESPN leagues, I think, that have him. Uh, okay. tight end eligible don't quote me on that but i'm sure that's what i read earlier but i i agree 100 if you can use them i remember last year i don't know if you can do it this year but in like uh i know in FanDuel, i'm not sure about DraftKings, but you could use him as a tight end in there i used him quite a few times actually last year as I tight end think. eligible so you definitely yeah. like that definitely like that call another guy i didn't touch on i didn't realize that he's oh, he's available in 50 percent of leagues he is on a buy this week but is wayne gallman um, 18 carries, 53 yards, two touchdowns last week. And even with, I think even when Devonta Freeman comes back, he has shown nothing. Um, he seems to be like a difference maker for this, for this Giants team. Since he's been in there, he's had 10 more carries than Alfred Morris against the Eagles. And then just last week, and he's getting goal line carries too. So I, I like Gallman moving forward, and even when Freeman does come back, I still think this is going to be Gallman's backfield. I think you're right. I think you're right on that one. Yeah. So okay, perfect. Well, that's going to do our show. Um, Austin, where they where can they find you on Twitter? Um, I'm on Twitter at Austin wrote that. Perfect. And you guys, don't forget you can reach me on Twitter at Canadian Clay FF. So outside of that, I'll be back on Wednesday, and hopefully we'll get you back on next week there, Austin. Sounds good, man. Thank you for having me. All right, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate you. Remember, I appreciate you. Me and JJ appreciate you a lot. And uh, thanks a lot for coming on. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Peace out. Later. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Inspiration is amazing. It can turn this into this. Put it all together and you get something special. Views is putting it all together with a special price. 99 cents for your Views Alto power unit. Available in-store and at Views.com. Views. Charge beyond. Vapor products. Underage sale prohibited. 99 cents plus tax. Pod sold separately. Website restricted. Age 21 and over. Tobacco consumers. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Get more vape for your money with Views Alto. Right now, you can get a two-pod Alto flavor pack in-store for just $12.99 plus tax. Available in three bold flavors and three nicotine levels. Get your Views Alto in-store or at Views.com. Views. Charge beyond. Vapor products. Underage sale prohibited. Limited time offer. Void where prohibited. Website and offers restricted to age 21 and over tobacco consumers.